Yeah, so uh, you're catching me at an interesting time in, in my life, Wally. This past Thanksgiving was 10 years that I've been clean from Oxycontin. So I'm 30 years old, and uh, when I was 18, 19 years old, I had a really, really bad addiction to Oxycontin. I was spending thousands of dollars a month, and I was just could not kick this addiction. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing abundant leaders out there. I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. And make no mistake about it, there is absolutely nothing wrong with having more, especially when you're able to put that into perspective. And what does more mean to you? I'm not going to put words in your mouth, so I'm just going to tell you what more means to me. It means more amazing experiences with my family, more relationships, meaningful relationships, more resources so that I can have more time in my life and have more knowledge and more resources to give to others, not just to lift others out of a hole. While that is necessary, and there's many people that do need to be lifted out of a hole, but also to lift other people up beyond where they're currently at so that they too can become abundant leaders and give more to their community. And you know, that's a challenge sometimes to give to other people. The reason why is because there's many people out there, and I deal a lot with entrepreneurs and business owners. There's something about entrepreneurs and business owners who have a hard time accepting help or even asking for help when they need help. I'm not going to get into why. I have a very strong theory as to why that is after talking to so many business owners and entrepreneurs and why specifically that group of people have a hard time reaching out for help when they need it or even before they need it, which is super important. That's even better. That being said, I personally don't have a problem asking for help. In fact, I need to ask you for help. You right now, you listening to this podcast to this specific episode. I need your help. Here's what I need your help with. And it's super simple. It's super easy on your part. All I need you to do, all I'm asking for you to do is to go to Facebook. If you're on Facebook and go to men of abundance fan page, it's facebook.com slash men of abundance. You can find the link in the show notes and I'll pay, I'll put this wherever I post it at. Go to the men of abundance fan page, like the page, and then go check out a video. Any one of the videos that is on men of abundance or even two or three videos that's on men of abundance and watch at least two to three minutes of that video. I promise you most of the videos are very short and they're very powerful I know this because I've gotten a lot of feedback from other people when I have these conversations in my mastermind groups and in my uh, networking groups and other groups that I'm in. So now what I'm doing is I'm putting some of this information onto the Men of Abundance fan page. There's a specific reason why I'm doing this for the Men of Abundance fan page on Facebook 
and I'm putting some of these videos on Instagram as well. I'm also actually getting into putting some of these videos because they're one minute clips up onto TikTok because there's a huge engagement on TikTok and I want to get that engagement. The reason why I'm doing this is because I want more people to find men of abundance so that they too can get in on these conversations that are helping you. And if they're helping you in any way, shape, or form, then they are sure to help others. But how are they going to know until unless they can find it? When they search abundance, they will find men of abundance. That's the plan. The other reason why, quite frankly, is when I build up the men of abundance Facebook fan page and the Instagram page, I can monetize those pages, which is really important to the Men of Abundance community because over the last four years, I've spent a lot of money in keeping this podcast going, and I'm still doing that with nothing in return. Monetarily, that is. I get a lot in return from each and every one of these conversations and from the comments that I get from people who are listening to the episodes. But monetarily, you know, nothing happens without having, a, you know, the money to sustain it, quite frankly. So that's my plan. That's what I want to do. Number one, get Men of Abundance out so others can hear these conversations. And two, build up the pages so that I can monetize it and don't have to ask for handouts or hand-ups or donations or anything of that matter. And by the way, I'm not above asking for donations either. When you go to the menofabundance.com, then you're going to have an opportunity to pay it forward there as well and offer a donation. Now, I give stuff in return for those donations, but I, I ask for it there as well, not above me. We need the help. We need the finances to keep the lights on, to keep the mic on, and so that we can also pay it forward in the community. So if you would be so kind to take just a few minutes to go over to facebook.com slash men of abundance, like the page, watch a couple minute, minutes of a couple videos, and then the key is share that conversation, share that video, share men of abundance Facebook page, share the episodes, share Men of Abundance podcast with everyone that you come in contact with. Just drop it out on your social media. Hashtag abundance. Hashtag Men of Abundance. I greatly appreciate it. And so will those who find Men of Abundance as a result of your efforts. Now, let me introduce our featured guest today. For the past few years, he has been running a seven-figure company that helps business owners with self-directed retirement accounts. That is huge. He is only 30 years old and overcame a drug addiction to Oxycontin pills earlier in his life, as you heard early in this episode. Aside from being a CEO, he is married to his elementary school sweetheart, has a 10-year-old daughter, and is a board member of two nonprofits. I encourage you to connect with him and his team at yourquest.com. Find the link in the show notes. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Daniel Blue. Daniel, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? I'm good, Wally. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we could finally get connected, man. I know we got had some postponements there and stuff like that. I just didn't want to push it out any further. Courtney's been amazing. Uh, just So I wanted to you know make sure I got you on and respect both of you. Well, I really appreciate you being flexible, and I know you keep really busy with uh, Men of Abundance and love uh, what you're doing and, and uh, the lives you're impacting. Oh, I appreciate that, man. I really do. Uh, it means a lot. So where are you at in the world? I am in Las Vegas. 
Las Vegas. Been there a couple times. Uh, I'm originally from Phoenix, so the climate and the you know the scenery and whatnot is not too different from what I grew up in. But uh, it's a uh, it's it's funny when people think Vegas, they just think the Strip, and there's so much more to Vegas, isn't there? There is. It's uh, it's similar to Phoenix. It's just we got the Strip, as you mentioned, and there's a lot of suburbs outside of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Mount Charleston, Red Rock National Park, about 20 minutes from the Strip. So I uh, I rarely go to the Strip unless there's a client in town or family drags me to the Strip. I try to avoid it. <laughs> I know quite a few people, actually, who live in Vegas, and they say the same thing. They might go down there for dinner once in a while, but they said there's yeah. so many other places to go in Vegas for, you know, I, I'm, I spent a lot of time in Hawaii, so we'd refer to them as locals, you know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's cool, man. S- same concept. Yeah, exactly. And in, in fact, Vegas is the eighth island. Uh, a lot of people go from Hawaii to, to Vegas to do their gambling and whatnot and then go back to Hawaii. They call it the eighth. It's island. funny that you say that. Yeah, I've, I just heard that uh, that term this year. I've lived here for ten years, and it uh, it resonated with me because as I'm driving, I see a lot of the stickers on the back of people's cars with the Hawaiian Islands. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of people actually move from Hawaii yeah. out here. Yeah. A lot of people out here. It's very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. I think it is. I'll take it. They got great food, so <laughs> I'm not complaining. Right. Yeah, for sure, man. So I'd like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, brother. What do you have to be grateful for today? You know, I, I always do my best first thing in the morning to write down five things that I'm grateful for. I, I really believe that taking the time to write those down, it just sets the day off on the right tone because what's going to happen is later that day, you're going to get kicked in the gut. You're, you're going to get punched in the face. Something's just going to happen that uh, is going to be a challenge. And if you can just start from a place of gratitude – Things just aren't as bad as you really think that they are when you're going through that moment. And uh, so for me today, it's it's my challenges. It's it's the adversity that I've had to go through. It's the dark times that I've experienced in my life because you know without those dark times, it, it's not we're not able to develop character. We're not able to see what we're really made of, and we're not able to really enjoy the light at the end of the tunnel. So to answer your question, it's it's the challenges that that I've gone through. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're going to get into some of those challenges here in just a minute. But let me ask you this, since you write down your, you know, what you're thankful for and grateful for every morning, I've been doing that for many years. But I want to hear from you. What what has that done for you specifically? And, you know, both mentally, physically and tangibly? You know, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I go to my Evernote. So Evernote's an app that I have on my phone. And I just write down the first five things that I'm grateful for. And it could be something as simple as I'm, I'm grateful to wake up in a bed and have a, a running water and a heater. Right? I mean, it could just be some, some basic necessities. Um, but what that's done for me is just it just sets the tone, right? So then after I write things, I'm write down what I'm grateful for. Then I go to the gym and, and I have my morning routine. And then what I like to do is at the end of the day, on that same Evernote day because Evernote has the different notes that are categorized. So for today, my note, the note I created was 1220, you know, 19. So I've got what I'm grateful for on that one specific note. And then before I go to bed on that same note, I write down my wins for the day. And I really like that because what I'm grateful for, my wins, sometimes they contradict each other. Sometimes there's a correlation between the two, but it really just gets me in the right mindset where every single day I'm just grateful for certain things in my life and then I think it's important that you you know your wins as well and sometimes it's tough 
where you're like, dude, did I even get any wins today? You know, and you're going through your calendar and you're thinking, did I get any wins? Oh yeah, I got this win, right? And then other days there's like, dude, I got like five solid wins. So it just puts a, a good perspective on things. Yeah, really cool. I call that hunting the good stuff. And because there's always something good that you can glean from what's happened throughout the day. Either you met somebody new. Hey, that's a win. Yep. You know, you never know where that's going to go. Uh, and, you know, stuff. I, it's interesting that you say that within the day because I've picked up old journals of mine that were, you know, two, three, four years old. And I'll just kind of glance through them, thumb through them real quick. And then I'll get to somewhere where I wrote down a bunch of goals and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I did all this stuff. And then I'll go, I wonder what else, you know, I'll go through my other journals and I'll be like, I did that, I did that. There's just something powerful about writing it down. I tried the app part of writing stuff like that down, and I do still take notes. Uh, when I, you know, something comes up in my mind, I just have to write it down or I'll verbalize it into my phone. Smartphone is just the coolest thing that we have these days for people that our minds are constantly moving. Oh, yeah. And I got to write it down. Otherwise, literally five minutes later, it's like, what the hell was I just thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Because it gets buried with all the other cool stuff, you know? Yep. So it's, but I like journals and I just have, they're all over the place around here in my office, man. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I think it's great when you're having a day where you're lacking confidence, right? Because no one wakes up every single day, 365 days of the year, and they're in beast mode. They feel like, they're on top of the world, right? There's going to be days where you're doubting yourself, right? You're lacking confidence. Mm -hmm. And it's always good to just revert to those wins, you know, to just pump yourself up and be like, man, I'm, and I'm hope hopefully we can cuss on here. It's like, I'm the shit, you know, I can really get things done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to, to go back in time and uh, just remember, you know, how great we, we really are and, and the capability that we have and a lot more potential. Yeah, yeah. The mindset is just absolutely huge. As we were talking pre-show here, and I'm kind of fluish uh, today. And I just, I, I'm a big believer. First off, I'm a big sissy when I get sick because I very seldom get sick. And I, I just, I do mind over matter. I really do. I just sit here. I'll sit in a quiet spot like I did this morning. I had to go down to the VA and do some stuff. And I just sat here and I was like, you ain't got time for this, dude. You know, this is not going to take you. And I'll, and I'll, you know, do some priming. I learned from Tony Robbins um, last November that I do almost every single morning just to get my mind straight. Cause I know I'm going to be filled to find some, you know, negativity in, in the day and it just starts my doubt. Right. But I just refuse to, um, let something like that slow me down. But like you said, not every day can be, you know, a hundred percent. And yep. today's one of those days. <laughs> it well, happens. It absolutely, happens. man. It does. And you got to, you know, I slow down a lot, so I'm not typing. I'm pretty laid back. So I don't, I'm not going balls to the walls anymore. Like I used to, I take my time, but in any case, you know, I could sit here and you know ask you a bunch of questions, but one of the questions I like to ask when I'm getting to know somebody is, how would you describe yourself? You know, I'm someone that's really competitive. I grew up playing sports as a kid, and uh, I think a lot of that that competitiveness translated into sales, and then a lot of that translated into me being an entrepreneur. And uh, I'm, I'm just a big goofball at the same time. I've got a 10-year-old daughter that I love to embarrass and uh, have fun with. I'm married to my uh, elementary school sweetheart. We were in the same second grade class and really good friends what? in elementary school. Yeah, so That's crazy. Uh, it's, That's it's so really awesome. cool to 
to be married to a, a good friend of mine and someone I've had a crush on, but I was too scared to ask her, you know, to, to hold my hands during recess because I was a wuss. And, and um, yeah, I just, I really love sports and I love uh, the community as far as having a tribe. I'm, I'm blessed to have a staff that uh, we work really well together to help our clients. So I'm uh, I'm someone that just likes to be on the go. I like to keep busy. I like to do stuff that you know stimulates my mind. And uh, then, like I said, I, I like to just joke and have fun and, and and be a goofball. You know, life's life's too short to just be serious all the time. Absolutely, man. You know, that's another reason why I wanted to jump on this call, regardless of how I'm feeling physically, because these calls just lift me up so much, man. They really do. And to hear you know the tone of your voice and the love for your wife and your daughters and uh, i'm a i live in in tampa florida for a reason because it's close enough to orlando where i can go to the theme parks i can leave right now and go to any one of the theme parks <laughs> and i'm just a theme park junkie and i have a 10 year old 10 year old boy and yeah. we've ridden every single roller coaster in the orlando area uh from SeaWorld, Busch Gardens, Disney, all four parks, Universal, even a little one that's out on, out off the strip. Um, I just love ha having a good time and having fun, but I get so lifted up from these conversations in here. And you talk about uh, the love of your life, and goodness, that's so cool to, from from grade school. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel super, super blessed to to be able to be with someone that I've known for some 30 years old, you know, I met her when I was seven. Hmm. So to, to know someone for 23 years, you know, it's, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm very lucky. Absolutely, man. So as we were talking about earlier, not every day is a hundred percent. And some days we get kicked in the gut, some days a little bit lower. Uh, and so if you would share with us a kick in the gut moment and really make us feel that. And then we're going to kind of, Unravel that a little bit. See what you learned from it, and see what you're doing with that experience. Yeah, so uh, you're catching me at an interesting time in, in my life, Wally. This past Thanksgiving was 10 years that I've been clean from oxycotton. So I'm 30 years old, and uh, when I was 18, 19 years old, I had a really, really bad addiction to oxycotton. I was spending thousands of dollars a month, and I was just could not kick this addiction, and. Uh, I ended up having a daughter when I, when I was 19. So, you know, Bella, she's 10 today, had her when I was about 19 years old. And uh, I still did not get clean from, from Oxycontin. I was still using when she was born. And uh, she was about six months where it was Thanksgiving 10 years ago. And I remember, like it was yesterday, I was woke up in the morning and uh, I knew I needed to get some pills that, that day. And I called my usual people and no one's either picking up the phone or they're just not able to accommodate my request. I used to be able to just call whoever I needed to call and I could get pills, you know, within 30 minutes. But on mm -hmm. Thanksgiving day, all the drug dealers were having Thanksgiving with their families. Imagine that. Nice. So I was not able to get my, my fix that day. And, uh, Oxycontin is making a lot of news these days. You know, you got all these big pharmaceutical companies that are settling for billions of dollars because of uh, how they ran their business and how they over prescribed. So it's pretty interesting to see how Oxycontin has uh, shaped out over the years. But needless to say, that day was really rough because 
what happens is when you don't get the fix, Oxycontin essentially is like heroin, so mm -hmm. you start to withdraw. And uh, I started to get really sick that day, and, and the way the withdrawals affected me is I felt like a little bit how you felt, felt this morning. I start to get chills. Um, I start to have a stomach ache. Um, I just start to feel like I got a nasty flu. And uh, I remember in my car that day just driving around trying to just meet up with some people to get some pills, and it wasn't working. I wasn't able to find anything. I just remember sitting in my car that day. I'm thinking, what in the hell am I doing? I am going to be 20 years old. I've got a six-month-old daughter. Is this the kind of dad that Bella's going to have? Like, mm -hmm. is this what she's going to be looking up to when she is in school? Is this the kind of person that I want her to look up to? Like, is this what my life has come down to? And I start just asking myself these questions and start really doing some soul searching. And um, it's where I hit rock bottom. I ended up moving to Las Vegas the month after, and I got clean. Been here 10 years since that day, and I've been clean since then. So people laugh when I say I moved to Las Vegas, a.k.a. Sin City, mm. to, to get clean. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And there's so much to unfold there, man, because one, Oxycontin is one of those, I don't know, I don't know if it's called this, but just in my mind, just that white collar abused drug. Because when you think of drug abusers, you're thinking of cocaine, heroin, you know, LSD, you know, all these other things. And I grew up around that environment. But at the same time, being in the military as long as I have and you know, I, I went to t today to the VA for pain management. They gave me a TENS unit because I'm not one to take drugs and, the, uh, you know, pain meds because of what I've seen it do to family members and other close friends of mine who I consider brothers and sisters. And uh, it's just a, it gets a hold of you. <laughs> it, 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 a lot of people don't know, you know, what it can do to you. Yeah, they don't. And you yeah. brought up an interesting uh, topic in the sense of with Oxycontin, I know I, I lived in this state where I thought I wasn't a drug addict. Like I thought I, I, I drew the line in the sand. Like you said, uh, cocaine and, and heroin and all the other drugs on one side. And on the other side, I looked at Oxycontin as just a pill. Like it gets prescribed. Like I'm not mm -hmm. a junkie. I'm mm -hmm. not a druggie. Like, you know, I was in sales. I was making decent money. I was making in about six figures so I could afford thousands of dollars a month habit you know I had a mortgage I was paying you know so I was a functioning addict right but I was still a knucklehead and still making bad financial decisions but I was in such a deep state of denial where I just did not accept that I was a druggie and I was a druggie to the core every single day I had to use it I couldn't mm. wake up without doing it well, yeah, it's <laughs> you're you're hitting a nerve, man. Because I got some very yeah, family members, like I said, and some very close friends that are have been and or are uh, still on that on that train, and it's it's terrible to watch. It's terrible to see, and they go from one vice to another, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's really tough. And and what I saw a lot of Wally is OxyContin. They would sell these pills for about sixty bucks. So the small little pill would go for $60, sometimes a little bit more. Wow. So what happens is this small pill only lasts you, you know, part of the day, $60, you might be getting two pills a day, three pills a day, right? So you start doing the math. Mm -hmm. What happens is people end up going to heroin because yeah. heroin is, is cheaper and it's still an, an opiate, right? Oxycontin right. is an opiate. Heroin is an opiate. So it's still 
has some, and I'm not a doctor by any means, but I still feel like it has some of the same characteristics. It, it, the way it makes you feel, it's a similar high. Yeah. So I just saw so many people go from Oxycontin to shooting heroin, to doing heroin. And, you know, it's just hard coming back from that. So I've seen so many families torn apart, people overdosing and dying, people just losing their jobs, um, because it really, really affects you physically and mentally. Yeah, I mean, I've known family members to steal from other family members, steal yeah. from good friends, either steal their pills or steal something so that they could go get the, you know, get the cash to go, you know, get their fix to get their pills. And it just takes over your life. And it makes you do things you wouldn't normally do. 100%. And the only way to make a change, the only way to see a different result is you, you got to be in a position where you hit rock bottom and uh, sometimes rock bottom is, is in how you look at rock bottom is one way, but when someone else sees it, it's, it's completely different. So for me, you know, that was rock bottom that day. Yeah. I, I know God gave me a daughter for a reason at that stage of my life. I mean, I was a kid when I had a kid, a kid having a kid. Mm. I wasn't intending on having a kid it just happened. So uh, I know if, if it wasn't for my daughter, I definitely wouldn't, have gotten clean yeah i'm gonna tell you brother that didn't just happen that's divine intervention man yeah that that little girl came along to save your life to be your guiding light you know and uh to so you could put that cross down and maybe pick up another one that's not so you know self-destructive um you know so what are you doing with that information how are you paying it forward How, how are you paying it forward with all you know what you learned from that experience so there's a, a nonprofit that I'm a board member of. It's called Family Promise, and uh, they are a national nonprofit. But the cool part is they have chapters. So uh, Family Promise of Las Vegas is is the uh, the organization, the nonprofit that I'm a board member of, and I I really really love what they do because they take families that. Uh, are homeless that uh, maybe just lost their job, single mom, she just lost her job and she's getting evicted and she's got three kids, right? And she's gonna be homeless. So Family Promise will come in, help her find a job, uh, get get her a temporary housing, um, get get the kids to and from school, you know, help, help them with their, their uh, you know, doctor's insurance stuff. Uh, so really just from A to Z, get them in a position where they can be stabilized and uh, get back into the real world and, and, and contribute to the community. So it's it's one thing as a business owner, and, and you don't have to be a business owner to donate to charity, right? When, mm-hmm. when you donate to charity, it just feels good, right? When you mm-hmm. give $20 or $200, whatever it is, like it, it selfishly feels good, right? But I wanted to give more in terms of actually my time. I felt, okay, I own a business. I, I, I deal with employees. I think I could take some of the skills I've learned as an entrepreneur and, and put it into this nonprofit and be a board member that, that helps them in some, some areas because nonprofits are still a business. They, they have to take in revenue and they have expenses. There's a P&L at the end of the year, right? So I, I just really love what Family Promise is about and, and uh, being able to, to help out kids because that's where it starts, right, mm-hmm. is, is these kids and, and, and the environment, environment that they're in and, and what they see and how they take in information and that way they can just have a better future so i really enjoy doing that and how's that working out for them what's the um what's the outcome so far that you've seen so so about 70 percent success rate is what we have as far as them being going from rock bottom 
to fully stabilize and and they don't relapse in the sense of going back to you know uh, a homeless situation so it, it is really really cool being able to see the smile on these kids faces so there is a family a uh, husband wife um, one of them got really really sick and uh, they ended up getting evicted and they had five kids and I want to say they were from uh, either like Samoa or Hawaii um, Pacific Islander for sure and I remember so Family Promise gets a lot of help from the churches. There's like 10 different churches here in Vegas that open up their doors that allow the families to stay there for a full week. And the church will house them, they'll feed them, and Family Promise coordinates all of that. So one night I went to dinner and and had dinner at the church with with this family. And I got to, to speak with one of the boys. He was like maybe nine years old, 10 years old. And just a, a, a kid that was just smiling. You wouldn't have thought he was homeless. You wouldn't have thought that, you know, he was going to school every day and most of his friends had, you know, a, a stable home. And here he is going from church to church, you know, being homeless, right? So he was just such a great attitude. So I saw him and, and we hung out. We had dinner. And then I saw him two months later. And uh, I'm like, what's up, man? How are you doing? And the first thing he says, he looks at me, he goes, Daniel. We got our own house. And man, like you would have thought that kid won the lottery, right? Like he was so stoked, like for him to just say, we got our own house. And granted, he probably didn't get, you know, a a five bedroom, 3,000 square foot home, right? But they got their own place, right? Their Mm -hmm. own house. And that was because the family promised. And and that's that's what it's about right there. Man, that's beautiful. That 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 is why I do this show, to lift up organizations like that and people like you and to put those stories out there because man this is so much better than watching two girls fight in a mcdonald's on facebook you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) but it gets all all the views wally and it gets shared a thousand times (laughs) i know i know it's just ridiculous isn't it (laughs) i like this much better i don't care what the other people like man i'll just do what i can to bring them over here to the to the good side yeah, that's beautiful, go. man. I, and I greatly appreciate that. I really do. You and that organization, everybody else involved. It's absolutely beautiful. So let's talk about what you're doing now. I mean, you know, the CEO, you're a CEO. I mean, here you were 10 years ago, you know, who knows, you know, where you're at mentally. And I don't know about financially. I know you're doing pretty good. And then you say something that's very interesting to me because I work a lot with business owners myself. And uh, I, I, I can't tell you how many business owners I talk to and entrepreneurs who say, I'm not a salesperson. And you said you're in sales, you know, you're a salesperson and an entrepreneur. It doesn't, it, you you would think that they, they correlate, but in many times people, they believe they're not salespeople, but they really, really are. We're all salespeople to a certain degree. Some are just better than others. But especially if you're an entrepreneur or business owner, you got to be some sort of a salesperson at some point, but let's get more into what you're doing specifically uh, with your business. Yeah. So the company I own is quest education and we help entrepreneurs with their finances so they can focus more on their businesses. So a lot of what we do is based off of uh, helping folks in corporate America either leave their job to start a new business or they have some kind of side hustle. So I'll give you an example one of my clients, Steve, he's out in San Diego and he worked for a turf company for 
shoot, like 20 years. So he really got to know that business inside and out, was upper management, made good money, liked what he was doing, but he, he wanted to work for himself. He felt that he could start his own turf business and be the captain of his own ship. He just needed some capital to start his own business. So he had a 401k that he was able to save up over the years, decent sized the amount of money in that account. And we talked to him and helped him understand that he could use the money in his 401k without paying penalties and taxes to start his turf business. And that was a light bulb for, for Steve because he always thought IRAs and 401k retirement accounts were only for when you're old. Like you can't touch that money without paying penalties and taxes. So most people treat their retirement accounts like out of sight, out of mind. They can't touch it. That, that's how Steve felt. And I know that's how a lot of other Americans see their retirement accounts. But once Steve was educated by us and he was able to see some of the options that are out there, he was able to quit his job, use the money in his 401k, penalty tax-free, started his own turf business, got the equipment, got all of the uh, the necessary tools to, to get his business up and going, and he's kicking butt down in San Diego, and, and now he's the captain of his own ship. Mm. And he wasn't able to do that unless the the power of, of the self-directed retirement account that we, we taught Steve. Wow, that's great. That is impressive because you're, you're, there's so many people uh, there's so much that I don't know, and I'm constantly having conversations with people uh, in various industries because I, I'm just love to learn. But that's something new to me because, and and I just know that there's so many opportunities out there for people to gain the capital that they need, and sometimes they have it at their fingertips they don't even know. And a lot of these investment, um, what do you call them? Investment products, I guess you could call them, or portfolios. The reason why your financial advisor or whoever it is that you're buying that from is not going to tell you about it because they don't want you using it that way. That's not good for them. Uh, and in, in my from what I understand anyway, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's just my understanding of it. And then somebody like you comes along who understands these products much better and how you can use them as an individual, as a business owner, and based on various situations. Yeah, you were 100%. Right, Wally. The what we like to lead in with when I'm, you know, when people ask me what what I do and, and what we talk to our clients about, it's it's we help people understand strategies that their financial advisors and CPAs won't talk to them about. It's mm -hmm. either a they won't talk to them about it because, as you mentioned, it doesn't benefit them. Right. Steve using the money in his four hundred one k to 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 live out his dream, to start his own business, that doesn't make fidelity money. Mm -mm. That doesn't make Vanguard money, right? So it's not in, in the best interest of these huge financial companies to teach people that, right? And number two, maybe they just don't know. I've talked to so many CPAs mm. and financial advisors when I tell them about or talk to them about a solo 401k or self-directed retirement account. It's like a deer in headlights. It's just not something that's talked about. The, the great thing is all, everything that we've talked about in just the last few minutes, this isn't some new strategy or new account that just came out last year. I mean, these are IRS approved retirement accounts that have been around for decades that are for someone that's a freelancer, a consultant, um, a, a small business owner, some kind of side hustle. I mean, if that's you, the IRS has certain retirement accounts that are, that are available just for you. 
and it's just something that you haven't heard of before. And, and we're here to just bring that knowledge to the forefront. Man, that is so awesome. <laughs> that is so freaking awesome. And you're, it's, I like how you said that too, because this is nothing new. Um, much of what we do is nothing new. But, you know, you, you put so much, uh, you, you put your account and you put your uh you know, financial advisors, whoever's giving you information, but like accountants, you put them, you think they know the stuff that they need to know. I've stumped my accountants in the past, small business, you know, there's certain um, benefits that we get as a small business owner, specifically working out of the, out of a home office, a literally like out of your home. And a lot of people don't realize that you can call, you can have those benefits as long as you're doing the administrative work out of your home and say for instance like an hvac company yeah i got the trucks down at the down at the warehouse or at a storage unit or something of that nature on a lot but i manage all of my financials and i manage all my admin stuff out of the house i don't not me specifically but i'm just using that as an example by doing so you have a lot of tax advantages that you can utilize that most people don't know about especially accountants they don't get taught this stuff in school yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one thing to outsource your marketing and not be involved with Facebook ads or, you know, social media advertising. You know, it's one thing to maybe outsource uh, another area in your business. Outsourcing your finances, sure, we have to rely on third companies, third parties like, you know, us or CPAs or other financial service companies. But don't be in the dark all the way, mm -hmm. you know, know enough to where you can check their work. You can ask questions, right? Like even asking questions and just listening to their response, even if you're not 100% in the know of the ins and the outs, just asking good, solid questions and hearing their, 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 their response and feedback, it can work wonders because no one cares about your money more than you do. Mm -hmm. Not your CPA, not your financial advisor. This is your money. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember year, for many, many years, uh, I was always doing some sort of business from home, rather it was, you know, an MLM or just something, anything I was doing from home. And they always, always heard this mantra. It was like a mantra. It was like, you know, if you work from home, all the tax benefits that you get, but nobody would talk about the tax benefits. So I found a guy actually stumbled across him. He was in an introduction of an introduction and he had this very good home business tax course that he had put together that he keeps up to date every year. And he himself is, he's a, uh, in, investigative journalist <laughs> and he started looking for this stuff and he finally found this so-called home business tax advantages in like the, uh, congressional library hidden way back literally this is his, the story and he talked to accountant after accountant cpa after cpa nobody knew all you know where to find all the stuff he found it and i'm telling you it's just it, it was about a week-long class and it was super beneficial for me uh now i know a lot of things have changed trump changed a lot of things when it comes to business tax and uh, benefits in general um but Nonetheless, you got to stay up, like you said, you got to stay up on that kind of stuff because nobody, you know, if it, you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what your accountants don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, that, that's why we're really passionate about what we do here at Quest Education, just because I'm, I'm a business owner myself, right? So I know what it's like to juggle and, and, and 
having the challenge of you know you got you got to bring in new business right so you, you're focusing on marketing and, and lead gen and, and putting out content right and then you've got operations you know your processes your systems hiring right building a culture uh, training right so so there's a lot of things that us business owners are having to juggle and and there's going to be something that is going to be an extra challenge maybe one month your leads are down and your marketing is down and and everything is just focused on generating leads one month and maybe the next month is your systems and your processes suck so you're focusing on getting better sops and, and systemizing your business so what happens is the financial side of things can just go off to the side right and, and mm -hmm. that that's going to hurt you in the long run because you got to make sure that you have the knowledge and you know how to use credit right i mean credit is huge in business oh, yeah. you want to make sure you're maximizing your tax advantages mm -hmm. um, as a business owner it's not what you make it's what you keep at the end of the year right so you want to make sure that you're really maximizing your, your tax situation and then retirement accounts right you you want to make sure that you're, you're set money aside for the future um, you're not going to rely on Social Security and, and be on a fixed income. That's not why you're starting your business or in business to just be, you know, living paycheck to paycheck in your 50s, 60s, and 70s. Yeah. Again, very good point. You know, most people like uh, a stay-at-home mom will go out and start, you know, selling candles, you know, or some MLM or something like that to make, make an extra $10,000 a year or something. When all they really need to do in most cases is look at their taxes and use the tax benefits, and they, they've got over $10,000 a year right there if they would understand that a little bit better. But most take the easy, you know, so-called easy route and end up actually losing money in my experience. But, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm looking at this picture of you on um, yourquest.com, which is your website. And the, the picture of your team here, this picture says so much about you and your team. First off, my first it noted just super diverse of men, women, uh, you know, different ethnicities and whatnot. But there you are standing in the back, just is, you know, got your team out front. That says so much about who you are and who your team is. You know, I, uh, I, I really am blessed to have the staff that I have. I think the shortest tenure employee I've got has been with us for like two and a half years. Everyone else has been with us for three, four, five years. So we're a really, really tight unit. And uh, it, it's it, it's special with what we have. I mean, culture is, is so huge. Culture mm -hmm. can make or break you. Whether you've got two employees or, or 30 employees or 300 employees, there's still a culture, right? Mm -hmm. and, and having a, a culture, a solid culture, is, is how you're going to be able to scale, right? And uh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's we, we really put an emphasis on, on culture. And uh, it's funny how it shakes out. I was actually laughing with somebody the other day I mean, my office is, is full of women and a lot of them are from different backgrounds right I got Filipinos mm -hmm. I got Mexicans you know and uh, I think that's just synonymous with my personal life too my wife's Filipino and uh, I've got three dogs I got th three female dogs pretty much and then my daughter and so <laughs> females run my life like I know yeah. my place in this world so <laughs> <laughs> absolutely man I get that well, brother, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Let's do it. Excellent. One of the biggest parts of living a life of abundance is paying it forward. Giving is the ultimate form of 
happiness. But today, what I'm going to ask you to do is going to be a little bit uncomfortable for some of you. It may or may not be. But what I really want you to do is I want you to reach out to a friend you have not talked to in years. All I want you to do is if you have their phone number, give them a call. If you don't have their phone number and you're on Facebook together, hit that little video button up there and do a short video or even an audio and send them a message saying, hey, look, I just want to reach out to you. I wanted to see how you're doing and see what you're up to and just see what's going on in your life. We haven't talked in a while and I don't want anything from you whatsoever. You can word this however you want. But just reach out and find out how people are doing. This is something that we do within our men's group within our church. This is something that I've been doing with veterans and other friends. And it's sometimes challenging. I got to warn you, because some of the people you call are going to be living in hard times right now. And they need to hear from you. Uh, You know, you've seen it in the movies and you've heard the stories to where, look, I was on the verge of literally on the verge of suicide or doing something stupid. And I received a call out of the blue, changed my life. You could be that life changer. You really could. Even if something like that is going through your life right now, you calling somebody else and helping somebody else can make you realize that you are not alone. This is a very powerful thing to do for you and for the people you call. You know, one of the big things going on out there is the 22 push-ups for 22 uh, suicide or suicide attempts with veterans. Well, that's all great, and that's great for awareness, but what I like to do is I like to pick up the phone, or I like if I don't have the phone number, I get on Facebook, I get on LinkedIn, I do a video, and I use Dub, or I use Loom, or I do some sort of video on my phone, and I send them a video over social media. And just to let them know, listen, I'm thinking about you, I'm here for you if you need anything, and if you don't need anything cool, I just want to let you know that I'm here, and I'm thinking about you, and I'm wanting to know if you're okay. That's it. It's very simple. So what do you say? Can you do that for me? I would greatly appreciate it. And the people that you call are going to greatly appreciate it. I promise you that. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Let's get back to the So share with our listeners one to three actionable steps that Men of Abundance can take today. I think number one, Write down your your list of, of things you're grateful for and and your wins every single day. You know, I, I don't know how long it took you, Ollie, for it to be. So you said you mentioned you've been doing it for years. Yeah. So I'm sure there was a certain time, whether it was two months, three months, six months, where it, it just became you know a habit, and you're doing it every day. So the first couple months, you, you might miss a few days here and there, but if you can get past that, you know you you just start doing it every single day. And then when you don't do it, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I left my keys at my house. Like what, or what did I forget today? Right. So I think that's a huge, huge thing to start off your, your day, right. You know, being able to, um, write down what you're grateful for and then your wins that day. So that's, that's number one. Number two, I'm a big proponent of, of exercise. Right? I think it's so important that how, how you treat your body and, and how you treat your business there, there's some some similar things that are going to correlate between the two. So I, I truly feel like you know being able to focus on your body and uh, being able to treat your body right 
um, I think a lot of that's going to translate into your business. You know, you're going to have good, good hygiene skills and, and being able to you know, have good maintenance skills uh, on both sides. So I think uh, a healthy body is going to be able to uh, give you a good mindset and uh, that will translate into, you know, whatever business uh, or side hustle you've got going. And then uh, number three, give back in some way, you know, co- coach a, a soccer team. Um, you know, volunteer at an event, uh, get involved with some kind of nonprofit in some way, shape, or form. Because when you do that, you get involved in the community and you meet a lot of people, really cool people mm-hmm. that uh, you might end up developing a strong relationship with, friendship with, and, and you might end up even having some kind of business being done between the two. And, and uh, I personally have seen that firsthand, and I wouldn't have met these people. A lot of them are are players, you know, um, high level management, uh, employees at, at, you know, big companies, you know, here in Las Vegas, you know, obviously we got the casinos and whatnot, the hotel. So I wouldn't have met these people if, if I didn't go volunteer here or, or go to this, uh, nonprofit event. Right. So when you give back selfishly, it's going to make you feel good. It's going to give you the warm and fuzzies. You're going to go home, go home knowing that you're making a difference. And then it's also just good for your relationship uh, building skills because life is, is about a relation is about relationships. I truly believe that relationships are, are, are currency. You know, they say obviously uh, you know money money is a currency. And then now these days, attention is currency with social media and whatnot. I think relationships are, are currency too. You know, and, and you never know when you need to go into your bank of relationships and uh, you know pull some relationships out of there to uh you know make make something happen and if you're someone that's always just take 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 and and always asking for something you're not going to have too many solid relationships so uh, i think being between uh, the gratitude and the win list being able to to exercise get your body right get your mind right and then giving back to your community in some way shape or form with you know events and and non-profits you know i I think those three things would, would really really lead to a life of abundance yeah, absolutely, man. You're, I would say your network is your net worth. Yep, hundred percent. That is very, <laughs> very, very true. And I think, but a lot of people, you know, that that saying it, it's sexy and it sounds good because mm-hmm. it's 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 true. But then, like, what are you doing with that network, mm-hmm. right? Like, what what I did, I yeah, exactly. I created a, an Excel spreadsheet over this last month, and I wrote down. Um, the, the people in my network that I wanted to get uh, Chris's presents for, right? Mm. And, and these are people that I have relationships with, right? You know, a lot of it's business. And I spend time talking to them, knowing them that, you know, this guy over here likes the San Francisco 49ers, right? This guy over here, you know, he, he likes Hawaii, right? So I got him a, cut, a, a custom uh, a kitchen, like cutting board, right, with um, Oahu. The, the island of Waffle. Yeah. It was really, it was made out of bamboo. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, got my buddy at San Francisco's backpack, right? So, like, I pay attention and, and I listen and I see what these guys like. And, uh, you know, it, it just makes a big difference, you know, when you get something like that. So, always just finding a way to add value to your network because, you know, your your net worth is your network to, to an extent. But, you know, how, how are you nurturing and giving back to that network, too? Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. That's super powerful. You mentioned a few rituals, you know, working out and your in your attitude of gratitude, writing down your what you're grateful for and whatnot. But what other rituals make a big impact in your life? So for me, also, it's it's visual visualization. I I learned this from from one of my mentors. You know, there is 
and I'm probably going to butcher this because I have no scientific uh, background by any means, but the premise is, is, you know, how you feel and your thoughts, they, they can connect to each other. And the premise is when you're exercising, when you're on the treadmill and you're, or you're working out, you're pumping iron, there's a certain way that you feel in that moment. You feel a certain way that is completely different than, you know, you just in the kitchen washing dishes. How I feel washing dishes versus how I feel doing curls or running on the treadmill night and day, right? I'm going to feel different in the gym. I'm going to feel different exercising. So you take that moment of feeling that certain way and in that certain moment, then you start thinking about things and you start visualizing, all right, this quarter or this week or today, I'm going to make this happen. I'm, I'm going to have this in my life. I'm going to be at this weight or I'm going to be, you know, th this, this place in, in my business. So when you are exercising, you get those endorphins going and you start feeling a certain way and then you visualize, you start thinking a certain way. Then there's some really cool magic that happens. And uh, I've really enjoyed doing that exercise and it's been a part of my ritual since I, I do hit the gym um, as much as I can. Yeah, it's super powerful. You can use it in virtually every aspect of your life. Uh, it is it is very powerful. That's why dream boards are really important. Um, putting stuff in front of you, you know, posters and whatnot. It's it's all part of that whole visualization and uh, just putting in your life what you want. Uh, call on the shots. It's very powerful. What are you reading or listening to that you'd recommend to Men of Abundance and why? So I got done reading recently the five love languages. Oh, I love that book. Man, that book is mm -hmm. straight fire, Wally. I yeah. uh been married my wife six years and uh I, I used some stuff out of that book and uh it was pretty funny. My my daughter heard me talking about the book to my, my wife um the other day and uh, I forgot what I did. I, I think I was cooking steak and washing dishes and you know, my wife, Ariel, came over to me and kissed me and said, thank you. And then my daughter, Bella, she's like, Dad, did you learn that from the book? <laughs> <laughs> she's smart. She knows what's up. So That's it's, good. Uh, but th that book doesn't just apply to relationships, right? right? You know, for those who haven't read the book, it's all of us human beings have uh, certain love languages, right? It could be we, we like to receive gifts. We like to get words of affirmation, right? We like to, um, you know, be able to have these, these certain uh, love languages in, yeah, in our life. physical touch. Okay, yeah, there, there you go. I my wife. I, I thought she was. Uh, I thought she was acts of service, and uh, she's like, yes, but I'm also touch. I'm like, mm. man, I've been with you for like ten years. I didn't even know that. My I mean, wife that calls me you. monkey boy because I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then it can apply to other relationships, right? Like mm -hmm. my my employees, you know. Some of them are gifts. Some of them are words of affirmation. And here's what here's why that book is so important. I'll cut you off just a second. The reason why that book is so important outside of your relation, your your intimate relationships, is because what happens is specifically with guys. Guys are I'll, I'll own, own this, but I know this of guys is we think that others want what we want, what we want as far as our our you know interactions. So because I'm physical, I think my wife should be is the same way, or I think, you know, used to anyway, before I was educated. Uh, we, we just celebrated 27 years last week, and it wasn't. She's, she's definitely not. 
And, you know, so my point is, is it, it helps you in those relationships because it makes you realize what yours is. But then you can kind of look at somebody else and go, you know what, I think they're more this. So I'm going to react to them that way and give them that kind of love. And like you just uh, mentioned, it really comes back. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny that you say that I'm acts of service. So, you know, how, how I like to receive love immediately it's easier for me to project it the same way mm-hmm. and and that's not for everybody right, right? It, 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 it just because i want acts of service doesn't mean that everyone else does mm-hmm. right but i but i think us as as humans we're programmed to always take the easy way right just let's just let's just do what's easier right and that's easier you know but if you actually is pay attention to people and you listen, you ask questions, then you start to see that, okay, everyone's wired differently. And, and, and how I talk to this person over here has got to be a lot different than how I talk to this person over mm-hmm. here. And, and, you know, to me, that's sales, that's communication, that, that's listening. I think sales has a bad stigma where they just think, you know, that the used car sales dealership, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and, you know, just closing deals. Yes, closing is part of sales, but sales is communicating and, and, and building relationships and being able to, to listen and, and talk to people a certain way to be able to, you know, get, get results and get things moving along. Yeah, well, that's the whole, um, I just listened again to, dang, I'm not going to remember the name of the book, but Zig Ziglar, the great Zig Ziglar, um, would say, you know, that's the difference between getting a sale and creating a sales, um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for, a sales career. You know, you can get the sale, but then after that, you're not getting much else from that person, uh, especially with the hard sell tactic. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? Doubt. And I think that's because, I mean, I know for me personally, you know, I'm I'm not different than, you know, I'm no different than everyone listening to the show, right, where, you know, we've all had adversity. We've all had shitty things happen that set us back. We've all have had challenges. And when you go through that, there's going to be doubt, right? Like, I don't care who you are, right? Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, you know, Kobe Bryant, right? I mean, they all have had doubt at some point, right? Where they question themselves. So I really feel like Doubt is what holds people back from living a life of true abundance. And you can dissect doubt and, and peel the layers back. Some of it is going to come from, you know, the fear of failure. You know, they doubt themselves because they're afraid to try something because they're afraid that they're going to fail or they're afraid of what others are going to say. You know, they're, they're afraid of being judged. So I, I think it centers around doubt. And um, I think that's why you there's no light switch for doubt. There's no exact recipe remedy uh, for doubt i think it's a combination of a lot of what we talked about in 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 this show as far as you know having an abundance of gratitude um you know chalking up your wins and and remembering those wins and and how big of a beast you are and uh it's 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 exercising it's taking care of your body it's it's reading books and and listening to audio and and filling your mind with good thoughts It's, it's giving back um, I think things like that all combined together in a concoction can, you know, can can really eliminate doubt when you have those days where you just don't feel it, you know, where you're lacking confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking action. Yep. Yeah, for sure. 
So what do you what does being a man of abundance mean to you? You know, I, I think to answer that question it would be just chasing a better version of yourself every day. You know, every single day, how can you be a better person? How can you be a better version of yourself? Right, we're we're approaching a new decade, right? We're making history while we've got twenty twenty coming around. And where were you last year, right? Where were you five years ago? Where were you 10 years ago? Are you chasing a better version of yourself? Are you living to the, the potential that, that we all have, right? Are you, you know, being the best dad you can be, the, the best son you can be, best daughter, best spouse, best, best employee, best employer, best friend, right? Are you, flake, are you a flake? Are you, do you do what you say you're going to do? Um, you know, what's your follow through like? You know, I think all of that, there's a scorecard for all of that. And then when you tally it all up, you know, are you living a life of abundance? And, and I think that can kind of just tie into all that. Hmm. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> and to answer most Love of those it. questions. <laughs> so, brother, Love we are going to close this up, man. I'm, it's a wonderful conversation. I greatly appreciate what you're doing and sharing everything with us. What did we not talk about that you want to ensure that our listeners get out of our conversation today? And how can we get more of you? Yeah, so uh, I think we, we, we covered a lot as far as when I talked about retirement accounts, there's probably people that are thinking, well, how come I never heard of this before? You know, I always thought my 401k or IRA was for the stock market. I didn't know I could use that money you know, to start a business. I didn't know I could access the money without paying penalties and taxes. So the, the best place to find us would be yourquest.com, Y-O-U-R, quest.com. Uh, there's a contact us section there. And uh, that's where you can fill out your information. And uh, I'm not a one-man show. I've got a team here that would be able to get on the phone and uh, be able to educate you guys on exactly how these accounts work and how they're set up. Uh, We don't charge any money for the education just because at the end of the day, if people want to do business with us based off of our conversations and, and them understanding how these accounts work and if it makes sense or not, great, they can work work with us and, and do business with us. If not, they're just going to leave that conversation knowing a lot more than they knew before. And I, I truly believe if you just leave with value and you just give, I think Gary Vee talks a lot about this, is just give shit for free. You know, like if you give good stuff out for free and, and people, it resonates with them, and obviously we're providing facts, we're providing the IRS approved accounts, IRS code, you know, this isn't some like sales technique or marketing strategies we just came up with. So if we can just pull the curtain back and help people see how all this works, they want to do business with us, great. If not, you know, they're, they're going to be better off just knowing a little bit more. Um, I'm pretty active on Facebook. Daniel Blue, last name blue, like the color. Uh, I think I'm the only Daniel Blue in Las Vegas. So if you see a Daniel Blue that's in Las Vegas, that's me. Pretty active there. I do my best to put out co- content about these retirement accounts and about financial education. So that's a good place to find me as well. And uh, so here to help out in in any way I can in in that respect. Excellent, man. We'll have all that linked up in the show notes, guys. Don't worry about writing that stuff down, but definitely go check that out because uh, it's a huge service and it's something very few people know about. Uh, so that's why I'm glad I could share this conversation with you and share, share Daniel and his team with you. Daniel, it's been a great conversation, brother. I want you to, you know, it's uh, a couple 
like a week before Christmas at this point. So go out and have an amazing uh, Christmas and just blow up 2020, man. Let's do it, Wally. I love what you're doing and uh, excited to see what you got in store for this next decade. Thank you for uh, thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. Uh, my pleasure, brother. Take care. All right, you too. All right, guys, two action steps today. One, make sure that you cover down on your retirement plan and your insurance and all this kind of stuff. Part of being a man of abundance is taking care of your family's financial needs while you're here and when you're gone. It's extremely important to me, and I feel it should be extremely important to you as a provider, whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. But when you have others that rely on you, they don't just rely on you while you're here, they rely on you after you're gone. There's too many horror stories of people that are passing on and leaving their family with a bunch of burden. Don't do that. Get get control of that stuff. So that's action step number one. And if you have to have a conversation with Daniel about that or others, then make sure that you do that. Action step number two is, like I said at the beginning of this show, go to facebook.com slash menofabundance. Go to the Instagram. On Instagram, it's menofabundancepodcast. So you have to find that. And then leave, you know, just watch some of the videos, leave some comments. That's, I forgot to mention that earlier. Leave some comments and then share Men of Abundance with others. I greatly appreciate it. And those who find Men of Abundance as a result of your actions and you paying it forward will greatly appreciate it as well. Now, go out, live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward.